0: Welcome to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and today's show is brought to you by Elysium Health. The top store shooting, Buffalo, New York, Uvalde, Texas, the Tulsa Hospital last week, and the Iowa Church, where two women were killed hours after a shooting near Milwaukee, It just seems to never end, and I know you all agree with me. I hear and read your emails about this subject. I've heard you about this issue, and as hard as it is, we're going to talk about gun violence today on the show with founder of Grandparents for Gun Safety and Grandparents Against Gun Violence, the founder and president and grandmother, Judy Sherry. Grieving families have gone to Congress with demands for gun regulation change, and nothing has happened, so... How do we go beyond thoughts and prayers for these same grieving families and for each other? What else must be done? We should grieve, absolutely, but that's not all you have to do. We'll be talking to Judy Sherry today about what more there is to do, including the background and the history of the grandparents for gun safety and grandparents against gun violence organization. How she got involved personally. What's the mission? of the grandparents for gun safety and grandparents against gun violence is it to manage guns is it even preventable what does the organization mean by its campaign stand with us for gun safety we're going to learn a little bit the locket for love campaign by the way since its inception locket it for love has participated around the country in more than 300 community events and has distributed Over 3,000 gun locks in the Kansas City area alone. What's the current status and support for gun legislation by the organization? June is Gun Violence Awareness Month. So, we're going to talk about what the vision is for gun safety and what it means to come out against gun violence. Please join me for a timely and powerful conversation on the subject of gun safety and gun violence with founder of Grandparents Against Gun Violence, Judy Sherry. Judy Sherry, founder of Grandparents Against Gun Violence and specifically Grandparents for Gun Safety. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Paul. And thank you for remembering our new name, Grandparents for Gun Safety.
0: Absolutely. Now, it used to be grandmothers for gun safety, too, and uh, against gun violence. So you've moved in this new kind of this new name direction. I think that's great. I want to get into that. But I think, you know, we're talking at a particularly important time. I know you've got a busy day ahead. Orange is your color. You're going to be having an orange, uh, wear Orange campaign later today. But that's not all you have to do. So tell us, what, what should we be doing? And, and in particular, what should Grandparents for Gun Safety be doing right now?
1: Well, what we're doing is pushing our legislators, writing to our own senators and representatives, sadly, Kansas and Missouri are represented. Our senators are all totally conservative and unwilling to take any action regarding guns we have a couple of representatives who are with us on on gun reform so we keep writing to them we also take part with the Newtown Action Alliance and we call senators and uh, representatives all over the country we've been working on a bill called Ethan's Law which was in fact passed in Connecticut we're trying to get it passed federally which demands that uh, guns be safely stored in any home where there are children 18 and under. And that bill came around, excuse me, came about because of a young man named Ethan Song, who was playing around with guns with a neighbor friend of his, and the gun went off and killed him. It was, you know, unsecured, unlocked, uh, and just ready to be messed with. So, he lost his life, and his parents, Kristen and Michael Song, have just been relentless about trying to get this safe storage bill passed. And we keep talking about the fact that it's not an anti-gun act. It is a pro-safety act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is just very hard you know, I know you're familiar with this, Paul, that phrase "The slippery slope." They don't want to let us do anything. Take place. Mm -hmm. They just don't, you know. You see it now after the um, these terrible tragedies that we've endured these past two weeks. Mm -hmm. That they wanted. They want to talk about mental health. They want to talk about one door to a school. They want to talk about everything, but the fact that guns are the weapons that are used, and access to guns is. at the heart and soul of this problem.
0: Thank you for that. And thank you for all that you're doing, Judy Sherry. We certainly appreciate it because innocence is being shattered, certainly with these children under age Uh, 18. And and, please go right ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes.
1: No, no, I'm the queen of the interrupters. Uh, No, but this is the (laughs) point. You know, we know, for instance, that gun violence costs about $280 billion a year. That's the cost of starting with dealing with the immediacy of hospitalization. Um, uh, if the shooter lives, all of that goes with uh, the legal ramifications and prison time. And then even worse is what happens to the mental health of the people who are, <laughs> excuse me, who are impacted by this. And every time one of these things happens, this school shooting just opened up the anguish again for the Sandy Hook parents, for the Parkland parents. There is so much angst and post-traumatic stress that exists that we have to take care of people forever. Their lives are forever changed. And so we mourn those who died, but we cannot forget the people who survived, the actual survivors and their families, because life will never be the same.
0: Again, thank you for that. Judy Sherry, you you just put it so well. I I wonder how you got involved with this issue. And in particular, you're you're the founder of Grandparents for Gun Safety. Mm -hmm. What was Mm -hmm. it personally that motivated you?
1: Just having very ironically in October, shortly after Columbine, you know, that was uh, the first thing. And then um, I was very interested, but I was running my own business. I had a family. I was Did what I did. I went to a lecture in October of 2012, given by a minister named Jim Atwood, who has since died, who had been active in the gun gun violence prevention movement for almost 40 years. He was certainly prescient. And I left there pretty motivated. And then, as I say, you get home and you do the laundry and fix dinner and go to work tomorrow. But then Sandy Hook happened, and then after Sandy Hook, nothing. Happened in Congress, nothing. And I finally said, I can't, this can't go on. And as I was looking around for what I was going to do, I've been an activist my whole life. Um, A friend of mine who happens to be a reporter at the Kansas City Star wrote an article about a group that was founded in Cape Cod by a grandmother. Whose grandson was at Sandy Hook. He did not die, but he was locked in an instrument closet with a teacher for about an hour and a half. And um, so I wrote to Mary and I asked her to put me in touch with, with them. And as we say today, the rest is history. I met those women verbally. You know, we hadn't been, Gore hadn't invented the internet enough yet, so we didn't have <laughs> Zoom calls yet. But we did, in fact, talk. And we, and so I, that all began in May and June. And by September, I had the first meeting in a very small meeting room in uh, one of the city halls. And most of the people who came were either in my exercise class or people I knew from work. Um, <laughs> so when we first began, we were very old to be very naive. But we believed, OK, we're going to work on legislation. We are going to get some gun reform bill passed. And we worked on that for a couple of years and then looked around and said, we're not making any progress here. You know, we, if I say we are a hugely conservative states, we, we um, border the state line, Kansas City. And where we live, we're right on the state line. I can cross the street and be in Kansas. I live in Missouri and be in Kansas. Um, So we said, we're an all-volunteer organization. Volunteers have to have some satisfaction, have to feel they've accomplished something. So again, we looked around, and we have some contacts in St. Louis, and we heard about their program called Lock It for Love, which is very simply, we give out educational material, gun stats about how many people get killed uh, with guns, the fact that 4.5 million kids live in a home with a loaded unlocked gun. We give a lot that kind of material, and we give away very high quality gun locks. Now, you can get gun locks um, at, med- at some mental health area, institutions. You can get them from hospitals, but they're, the, they're very flimsy locks. They're put out, they're di- distributed by Project Gunsafe, which is an arm of the NRA. So, the locks last about you know, two weeks or something, but they they can then say they're doing something. So we give out really high quality locks. We've given out about 5,000. And so I don't have any data to support it. I just have common sense that says we have saved somebody from a suicide and we have saved at least one toddler who hasn't picked up a gun and killed himself, herself, or a sibling.
0: Because one of the things that you'd like to say is that this is this is about managing guns. Guns are a reality. We're managing guns because much of this violence can is preventable.
1: Absolutely. In fact, in the movement, they're now trying to teach us to call. We call them accidental deaths. They want us to say preventable. And it is true it's preventable. But I think when you're talking to the public, accidental is more to the point. Mm-hmm. But yes, guns, you know, people have to understand that guns are lethal. And we talk now so much, Paul, about trying to just change the culture, make changes for safety. And we've learned, you know, we Mothers Against Drunk Driving. They never said, let's take away liquor. They said, let's manage, let's teach people how to manage liquor. And now you don't hear anybody who doesn't say if they're going out drinking, I've got so-and-so's my designated driver. Or seatbelts or or cars, you know, people get killed in cars. We didn't try to take them away. We talked about seatbelts. We talked about safer highways. And that's what we're trying to do. We're We're not talking about taking away guns. That's a foolish you know it's it's not achievable so why go there we're 400 we have more guns than people in this country so we're just saying be aware that you kill with this thing you've got to take care of it you have to be a responsible gun owner and by the way most gun owners agree with us are very supportive and good partners
0: hi it's paul as i mentioned today's episode is brought to you by elysium health All of us in the Not Old Better Show audience know well that as we age, our cells age right along with a cellular aging, often referred to as cellular senescence, or when bad things happen to good cells, you know, there is now substantial evidence from the National Institutes of Health, NIH, that cellular senescence has been connected to a multitude of age-related conditions, including cancer, diabetes, osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, stroke, Alzheimer's disease, and related dementias and osteoarthritis. This is a big list. NAD+, we're going to talk about that in just a second. We're going to get a little clinical here, but NAD+, is a helper molecule that exists inside each of your cells and supports many aspects of healthy aging. My experience with Elysium and BASIS is workout-based, meaning when I worked out, after using Elysium BASIS supplement, my recovery is fast. The next day, I'm back, excited to exercise and ready, and my body feels great. BASIS by Elysium Health is the most trusted source for NAD Plus supplementation. Their product, BASIS, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD Plus by 40% safely and sustainably. It's important to me that Elysium products target aging at its source. They're unlike any other health company I've seen and they're at the forefront of NAD Plus supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists. Eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. It was founded by renowned researcher Dr. Leonard Garante who has studied the science of aging for more than 30 years. So I know I can trust them. You can too. NAD plus is found in every single cell of your body and is responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But NAD plus levels decline as you age. Lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and sun overexposure also deplete NAD plus levels. Decreased NAD Plus levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Basis from Elysium Health replenishes youthful levels of NAD Plus to promote healthy aging, support cellular energy and metabolism, and reduce general tiredness to keep you feeling good for longer. Many Basis customers also report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. Basis is third-party tested by independent labs both during and after manufacture for purity and quality and is independently verified as NSF certified for sport. So not only does it support recovery for my workouts, but it reduces general tiredness and fatigue, it promotes healthy skin, but not hair and nails, and it offers general health and wellness benefits. So go to trybasis.com slash not old better and enter not old better at checkout to save ten percent off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com slash not old better and use not old better at checkout to save ten percent. We'll have all of this spelled out in our show notes today. But thank you, Elysium Health, for sponsoring this episode. We are back with Judy Sherry, founder and president of Grandparents for Gun Safety and Grandparents Against Gun Violence. Judy Sherry, the interesting thing I found about the organization in my research of you and um, and Grandparents for Gun Safety is that you have a very concerted effort to reach out to young people and that you believe that older generations, younger generations need to band together on this particular issue, we mm-hmm. I'm 65, you know, I've lived through things, you know, and I i, I do have a, a, a some wisdom in some of these things. Young people have wisdom in this, too. They've lived through some of this in a very different way, but they can be um, they can be, you know, uh, good partners. And, and I love this. you You say this. You have this really great saying you say activism is a team sport.
1: <laughs> right. And it's true. And we do work with kids. We work with Moms Demand Action here. I just had a reporter call me and he said, well, you and Moms Demand Action. I said, no, I got too old. Now I'm in Grandparents for Gun Safety. <laughs> and they, right, But we right. work with kids. <laughs> um, in fact, the kids have a March for Our Lives walk here next Saturday. And we will participate in that. So they're very focused on it being a student-led thing. They're not interested in the adults coming. They like us to come and help them get permits for porta porta potties because they're not old <laughs> enough. But other than that, they'd like us to just mind our own business, which is fine. These are the kids, number one, who are affected, and number two, are going to be around to make the changes. I tell our group all the time I don't know that we'll see much of anything but I do believe we will finally triumph people are beginning to understand the importance of just gun safety that's all we're asking for safety and that includes it's, it's not just the gun owner who already knows that he or she needs to keep her the gun securely locked it's talking about universal background checks so that everybody who buys a gun has to go through that. There should be a waiting period. You know, nobody should, if somebody needs a gun right this minute, there is a problem. That person is either. That's
0: a red flag.
1: It is a huge red flag. And there is no reason that people can't endure a a waiting period, a three day waiting period, a two day. Um, Right now with the background check, if a background check comes out back and it's not clean, they have three days to keep poking around and seeing if the, what they can find out. If they can't document why, they're not going to give it back. Not give you a permit. All bets are off. They have seventy-two hours, or you anybody can get it. And that's what happened. I think it was in Charlotte, in the church. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember, and you know, I'm getting old, so I can't remember every one of these darn events. But <laughs> it was. Well, they uh,
0: happen so frequently.
1: Yeah. Yes, but it happened with mm-hmm. the background check, I believe it was still in roof. They had a mix mm-hmm. up over the county, in which where he lived, and long story short, the time where the three days ran out, and he was able to get the gun. So there are there are things we can do that do not impinge on anybody's right to own a gun, but I'm sure you have heard the Scalia quote that even though he was a big believer and was a supporter of the Heller Amendment, which opened up the Second Amendment to individuals, he said right there, every right has a responsibility. And he even called out felons, domestic violence, the people who had perpetrated domestic violence, and people who were seriously mentally ill. He called those out. And we have that again. You can't just get a car, you know, go to a lot and get a car and drive off. You have to get a driver's license. You have to register your car. These are just common ground things that people should do. And it has nothing to do with taking away your right to own a gun.
0: Even some cars and some modes of transportation have special licenses. Should we adopt a special licensing for assault rifles? That seems to be one of the biggest issues that seems to be the weapon of choice in, yeah. in many of these incidents. I wonder how. Uh, where, where is the, where does the Grandparents for Gun Safety stand on on the subject of assault, assault rifles?
1: Well, do you want to know what we wish or what we think will happen? Both, maybe. What, we wish, is yeah. assault, what we wish is assault-style weapons were not available to mm-hmm. individuals. Mm-hmm. They are only meant to kill. There is no other need. You don't need to hunt with them. You don't need them. So, we would like to see them 100% banned. That's not going to happen. Sad but true. But at least we'd like them to raise the uh, age to at least 21. I mean, we all now know that the brain isn't finished yet. Even at 26, it's not finished. At 21, you're part way there. At 18, you are still an impulsive, can be an impulsive teen, a teen who is subject to being, you know, falling for all kinds of things on social media, angry. There are so many things, but an 18 year old can feel, but doesn't have the executive function to really comprehend what's going on. So, at the minimum, we should raise the age. Someday, I hope we say there should never be an assault rifle. Never. No reason to have one.
0: New York has recently. The, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Go, you go ahead, please, Judy.
1: No, go ahead. I know what you go
0: ahead. You, you probably yeah. yeah. So New York has passed this uh, current legislation to uh, increase the age. Do exactly what you're suggesting. Right. I think you you really are hitting the nail on the head. And and. The House has been considering this legislation. What is the status in your own state of some of this legislation to raise the age, to limit the purchasing of assault rifles? Well, Where does that all stand?
1: It's hideous here. We lower the age. We don't raise the age mm-hmm. ever here. We lower it, then we make it permitless carry, you know, permitless concealed carry. We do everything on both sides of the state line to make it guns as accessible as humanly possible. That's what we do in our two states. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's an omnibus bill in front of the House right now. The Judiciary Committee had a hearing yesterday, which was quite rancorous, and it includes um, raising the age to buy an assault weapon. It has a, the bill called, that I told you about. Ethan's Law is part of it. Uh They wanna increase background checks to universal background checks. Right now the statistics kind of wobble around. I've always heard it's sixty percent of gun sales go have a background check, 40 don't. Now I've seen it down to twenty percent don't. But that's that's still too many people. That still means that there are a lot of angry people, mentally ill people, felons, all kinds of people who can go to a gun show or have somebody do a straw purchase and get a gun. We need universal background checks. The more people we can identify who are able to, who should have a gun, and more importantly, who shouldn't, the better off we would be. And there's data that proves that when you have strong gun, the states with strong gun laws have the lowest amount of gun deaths. It's just, again, it's just basic common sense
0: common sense for our audience those of us who are over the age of 60 as i say i'm 65 you have yeah. this really wonderful way of putting it you just say you know we're we're not just a bunch of inactive uninterested <laughs> people we're not a bunch of just laced up shoes with little buns in the back of our heads, the stereotype <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so what what should we be doing those of us in our audience what what advice can you give us to, to get active and get involved with, uh, with not only your organization but in in communicating some of these sentiments directly you know beyond Do
1: something. We are most of us. I won't tell you how old I am, but I could be your mother. So let's leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Get uh, get out of your recliner and do something. We have the time, we have the money, we have the experience, the wisdom that comes with life to make differences. So we have to. That you asked us about stand with us. That's what we're saying. Stand Mm -hmm. up. Speak Mm -hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Write to your congressperson. Write to people who aren't your congressperson and say, no, I'm not a constituent, but I am an American. I live in a country of in guns. I want you to do something. They will only respond to the public. And the reality, Paul, is they probably won't respond to the public. So if I am fond of saying, you can't change legislators' minds. So let's change the legislators. We have to vote in people Who understands the importance of common ground gun reform? And we, as I say, we are lucky we're alive, and we, most of us, have time, some of us have some money, and we have experience. And that's what's so wonderful about what we can bring. To the kids. The kids have the energy and the understanding of the internet. They don't have to call somebody when their internet goes down. They know what to do. Um, (laughs) But we can help them just with saying, No, let's do it this way. Or have you thought of that? Or we have found through the years this is what works. And so I would say to anybody our age who is smart enough to be listening to your program get busy get in touch, vote, make sure your friends vote. Every time you go to any kind of a town hall or a candidate forum, ask the corns, the candidates, tell me your stand on gun reform. They have to know that there are interested, interesting people out there who care. And that's how we're going to vote.
0: Judy Sherry, it's so refreshing to talk to you, so nice to meet you, and um, we're going to leave it there for today, but I would like to have you back. I know you're very busy the rest of the day, and I know you've got lots of things going on, but we'd love to have you back and talk about this vision for gun safety. June, of course, is Gun Violence Awareness Month, but grandparents for gun safety are doing some great things. It's uh, not about the gun. It's about being safer.
1: Absolutely. Paul, you totally get it. And I will talk to you and jump up on my soapbox any old time you call.
0: We'll welcome it. Judy Sherry, thanks for Thank your time you. today. Just uh, good luck with everything. Be well.
1: Thank you. And the same to you, Paul. Bye-bye.
0: My thanks to Elysium Health for sponsoring today's show. Please check out our show notes for more information about Elysium Health and support our sponsors. My thanks for Judy Sherry, founder and president of of Grandparents Against Gun Violence and Grandparents for Gun Safety, please support the work that these organizations are doing. Please be aware that we don't need assault rifles. Be safe. Be well. Let's protect our children and our grandchildren. I'll see you next week. Thanks very much for joining us today.